and A to Z of the Holy Land, from Arab to Zion, with Ed Kessler, founder director of the Wolf Institute. Episode 10, J for Jesus. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. Mark 1, verses 9 to 11. A choir visiting Jerusalem improvises in a small church in the old city. Jesus was born in the Holy Land around 4 BCE. He grew up in Nazareth, but we know little of his childhood. Like his contemporaries, Jesus spoke Aramaic, but unlike Philip and Andrew, he bore a Hebrew name, Yeshua, as did his brothers, father, Joseph, and mother, Mariam. He never traveled outside of the Middle East, And virtually everything we know about Jesus is packed into a short space of time. One, two, or possibly three years, mainly in the Galilee. New Testament scholar E.P. Sanders summarizes his life as follows. Jesus was brought up a Jew and remained deeply Jewish all of his life. When he left Nazareth as an adult, he was baptized by John the Baptist and experienced a divine vision. He undertook a ministry in Galilee where he called disciples and preached the kingdom of God. He became a noted healer, teacher and prophet. And around 30 CE, he traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover and during the visit created a disturbance in the temple. He had a final meal with his disciples, was arrested and interrogated by Jewish authorities led by the high priest before being executed by the Romans. Roman imperial policy required loyalty and peace, which Herod achieved and consequently was free to govern the Holy Land as he wished. When he died shortly after Jesus' birth, his kingdom was divided into five parts. Herod Antipas received Galilee, which became an imperial province. Known as that fox, according to the Gospel of Luke, he is remembered for the execution of John the Baptist and his contemptuous treatment of Jesus. Rural rather than urban Galilee provided the setting for most of Jesus's ministry. He roamed the villages and towns and countryside and likely knew only one city, Jerusalem, although he would have visited Sepphoris near Nazareth. Although Galilee experienced some unrest, the situation there was relatively calm in comparison with Judea, which was a rebellious province governed directly from Rome. Its capital was Jerusalem. At its center was the temple where Jews, including Jesus and his family, came to worship. The Roman prefect and his troops would also come to Jerusalem, especially during the festivals, which were sometimes occasions for civil disturbance. Although the Holy Land was not on the edge of revolt during Jesus's lifetime, there were tensions and outbursts of violence, especially in the capital, and rebels exploited the city's religious setting as well as the large fervent crowds. Jesus was known for his table fellowship, which was a place of contact and conversation. 
He was also known for teaching through parables, making use of a genre which was familiar throughout the Jewish and Mediterranean worlds, as well as for miracles and healings, like contemporaries such as Hanina Bendosa, who also lived in the Galilee. The need for rational explanations is a modern one. Miracles were seen as accrediting a spokesperson for God, and in the case of Jesus, they were also signs of the coming of the kingdom of God. They attracted crowds, but were also politically dangerous, which is one reason why Herod Antipas executed John the Baptist. The kingdom of God was the central message of the teaching of Jesus. The Aramaic term for kingdom, Malkut, refers not to a geographical area, but to the sovereign power of a king. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mark 1, verse 14-15 Closely related to the announcement of the kingdom of God is Jesus' call for repentance. No one is excluded. He echoes the biblical prophets, but unlike them, he does not begin his teaching with, thus says the Lord, nor like the rabbis did he say, the Torah teaches. Rather, Jesus spoke as one having authority. He placed himself, rather than God, as the forgiver of sins. Towards the end of his ministry, Jesus made a dramatic entry into Jerusalem when all the city was stirred. Soundscape of the Old City of Jerusalem. The crowd's cries of Hosanna, a Hebrew word for save now, demonstrate that they viewed Jesus' entry as a king and Messiah, which would not have gone unnoticed by either the Romans or the temple authorities. The events that led to Jesus' death have been vigorously debated over the centuries. In general, the Gospels tend to exaggerate the responsibility of the Jewish leaders and to minimize the role of Pilate and the Romans. The narrators present Pilate as being uneasy about condemning Jesus to death, which is strange because he was known as a despotic dictator and Luke mentions the Galileans whose blood mingled with their sacrifice. By the time the Gospels were written, the Romans had crushed a Jewish revolt in the Holy Land and destroyed the temple. Understandably, the first Christians attempted to demonstrate that Jesus and his followers were not associated with the Jewish insurrection. Yet, Jesus' expectation that the kingdom of God would shortly arrive would have been threatening to contemporary Jewish leaders, particularly those associated with the temple. Indeed, Jesus portrayed them as blind guides and told stories of servants becoming masters and the poor becoming rich. These played well amongst the poor but the leaders did not result in making friends in high places. As for the Romans, it was a simple matter. Had there been an offence against public order that was sufficiently serious to warrant taking punitive action, was there a threat to their political authority? So, after a brief ministry, the story of Jesus in the Holy Land appeared to have come to an end. Yet his followers experienced him after his death. First Mary Magdalene, and they soon proclaimed his resurrection, believing he would return to establish the kingdom of God 
on earth. They formed a community to wait for his return and sought to win others to faith in him as God's Messiah, Christ, declaring Jesus to be Lord and the Son of God. Swift's returning to nest near the Western Wall 